Good to see you all this morning, you rotten lot. And, uh, well, Adam, really, the, the um, pieing. I'm an experienced pie so I do know that it takes a while for the stench to leave your nostrils. You have to get the soap right up there, and don't worry, I won't go into details. Right. And it also looks like I've had a rather embarrassing accident, so um, <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, you need to seize the chance while you've got it. You need to seize the chance. You need to grab it while you can. And um, so that's really what happened in that story that Sarah just read to us. We just heard a story about a blind man, a beggar. He was a nobody, had nothing. He couldn't see. He sat by the side of the road begging in a town called Jericho. And one day, Jesus came walking by, and he knew that that was his chance, and he just had to grab it. And so he did. And he shouted out from the side of the road, what? What did he shout out from the side of the road? Did any, was anyone listening to the story? What did he shout out? Any, any of the children remember? Any of the children remember? Any of the children? Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Children, I need a few of you up to the front. Would you please come out? Because what happened, basically, was he said, he, he wanted to grab his shots, don't go on that cardboard, because like, we, we don't want cream to get trodden through the, the, uh, the church. So, okay, so you're the blind beggar sitting by the road, and you need to shout... Son of David, have mercy on me. And do you know what the crowd said to him? They said, shh. <laughs> they basically said, shush, you're being a pain, be quiet. So you need to shout out, son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody else goes, shh, because that's what happened in the story. Okay, so you come and stand with me, face that lot, and you shout. What do you need to shout? Just remind me. Son of, da son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, you ready? And you need to shout, shh. Okay, thank you very much. Here we go. So, Son of David, have mercy on me. Okay, let's try it again. Son of David, have mercy on me. Do you know what? We're not going to listen to them. Son of David, have mercy on me. Very good. Sit down. Reminds me of my sister, because when you... We do sit down, please, children. You can stay up the front, because I'm going to need you in a moment for something. Um, the thing is that... When the chance comes, you've got to grab it. That's what Bartimaeus did. Jesus was only passing through Jericho that day, and he knew he had to grab the chance while he could. And it reminds me of my sister, um, Esther. She, she came to personal faith in Jesus when she was about 19 on her gap year, when she was in Kenya. And uh, she was there, and there, were, there was a, a weekend of talks about Jesus, and somebody shared, a, a preacher shared about um, Jesus, and the need to grab hold of him, really, to say, Jesus, I want you to be mine. And he spoke about this in the evening, and her friend was with her, and her friend said, I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab Jesus. And so her friend became a Christian that night. And my sister thought, well, I'm not going to do it just because my friend did it. Otherwise, people will just think I've done it because my friend's done it. So she said, I'm not going to do that. But she said she lay in her bed the entire night, hardly being able to sleep, thinking, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. I've got to grab the opportunity. I've got to do it. And then first thing the next morning, as soon as it was light, she got up and went to the speaker's place where he was staying knocked on the door and said, I need to do it now. I need to grab hold of Jesus, and I need to ask Jesus to come into my life now. And she did. Wonderful story. Because when the chance comes, we have to grab it. And so that's what Bartimaeus did. Right, now the thing is about Bartimaeus was that he was blind. And, uh, but 
<laughs> the funny thing about Bartimaeus is that even though he was blind, he could see. He could see more clearly, actually, than anybody else in the whole story. And he could see two things in particular, and they're both summed up in that phrase. What did he say again, by the way? Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He saw both who Jesus is, son of David, and he saw what he most needed. He most needed mercy. Let's take that as our two things. So he saw who Jesus was, and he saw what he most needed. We'll come back to that bit about what he most needed um, after a little while. But, for, but right now, let's think about he saw who Jesus was. Because the thing is, you don't need to be able to see with your eyes. Do you know what? One of the, the thing about when he replied me just then... I went, I went around the back and I put my glasses somewhere and I can't find my glasses without my glasses on. And um, I, was, I almost came out to ask Katie, she'd go home and get me my spare pair because I couldn't at least come and find them. But uh, I can't see anything without my glasses, really. Bartimaeus, though, when we say he couldn't see anything, he could not see a thing with his physical eyes. But spiritually, on the inside, the eyes of his heart, he could see exactly who Jesus was. You don't need always to be able to see with your eyes, to know exactly who somebody is. Right, I need a volunteer. Who's going to be my volunteer? You're going to get blindfolded, and, are, and, and you're going to have to answer a question. You're not going to get pied, though. I tell you what, I'm going to do Jerry. I'm going to do Jerry. Okay, you, you come here. I'm going to blindfold you, but everybody else is involved. Jerry, come here and be blindfolded. What did you say? Oh, we could just put your hood on. Oh, yeah, that's right, and put your hood on in backwards. That's true, we could do that. Can you see anything, Jerry? Okay, can you... It's all black. Okay, so that was, what, that was probably what things were like, really, for Bartimaeus as well. Shall I keep squeezing? There we are. So you, are you sure you can't see anything? Can you see anything at all? No, he didn't flinch. He didn't flinch. He really can't see anything. Right, so, Jerry, I'm going to put a picture on the screen... And nobody is allowed to say who this person is, all right? So please don't say when the picture comes up. Is that all right, PA people? There should be a picture just in, there we are. Right, don't say who it is. Now, children, don't say who it is. But what I want you to do is to describe to Joey who that person is, but without using this person's name or her title. Do you know what I mean by her title? Like the, you know, who she is. You're not allowed to use her title. So... Let's have a go. George, do you want to give him a clue? See if he can get it. Do you want to give him a clue? She's powerful. Okay, she's powerful. Do you want to guess who it is? Have you got a guess yet? She's powerful. Who could this person be? Okay, go on, give us, give us one then, Reggie. What is it? Oh, she's... <laughs> that was what you weren't supposed to say. Do you know who it is? The queen of it, that's why she's the queen. I know, we weren't supposed to say the word the queen, but don't worry. The thing is, you, what were you going to say, Tony? Uh, she's famous. She's famous, okay. What were you going to say? She's very rich. What were you going to say? She was crowned when she was really young. She's been, doing, she's been sitting on a throne for nearly 70, well, 70 years. I think it is just 70, but may, I hope she is still sitting on the throne in 75 years. Right, so it is the Queen, thank you. Well, you all get the point, I hope, that you don't need to be able to see somebody with your eyes 
to actually know exactly who they were. By the time we had said she's powerful, she's, um, she came to the throne when she was very young, she's very famous, she's very rich, you would have been like, oh, it's the queen. No question. And that's what it was like for Bartimaeus and, the, and Jesus. He knew that Jesus wasn't um, like our queen, um, who is the queen of um, this country and the queen of several other countries, the queen of um, New Zealand and uh, Canada and Australia and um, various other places. She's the queen of lots of places. But when Bartimaeus said that Jesus was the son of David, he was saying more than that. Because David, you see, was a great king. David had been a great king of God's people, Israel, a thousand years before. And God said to David, he said, one of your descendants, by the way, what's a descendant? What do we mean when we say a descendant? One of your descendants. What is that? What does that mean? George, do you know what a descendant is? It's not people who are your descendants and not people who are alive before you. Those are your ancestors, but you've got the right idea. They're the people who are alive after you. In other words, if you have children and they have children, children and they have children and they have children, they have children, they'll, they'll be your descendants. One of David's descendants, one of his great, 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 great grandsons would be the king of all the world. Right. The king of all the world, and not just until he died, but king forever. Does anyone want to sit as king? Look, I've got a throne here. <coughs> right, who hasn't, who, hasn't, who hasn't done it? Tony, do you want to come and be our king? Yeah. All right. Adam, you can just stand behind the throne there, make sure it doesn't wobble backwards. Right, now, of course, he's, he's going to be king of all the world, like you get. This son of David, this descendant of David, is going to be king of all the world. So I'll give you that. He's not just going to be a mere man either. He's not just going to be a... He's, or he will be a man, a human being, but it'll be more than that. He'll be God's son as well, equal with God. And uh, he will come into the world not just to rule it, but also to save it, to rescue it, which is why I've got this rope as like a rescue rope. There you go. So the rescue rope. Shall I throw you the rescue rope? Grab the rescue rope, Reggie. See, we're still friends. Ah, pull you in. It's the rescue rope. So let's give him the rope as well because this king is going to be the king of all the world and the saviour of the world. That's the son of David. The son of David is the biggest deal ever. The world, the, our future, our judge is the son of David. We all live under the rule of the house of David. That's extraordinary thought, but it's true. And Bartimaeus knew that this man... The son of David was passing through the town, Jericho, and he thought, I am going to grab him, and I'm not going to let him go, and they can shush me all they like, but nothing is going to stop me from getting to Jesus. I'm going to grab my opportunity. Because even though he was blind, yet he could see perfectly clearly exactly who Jesus was, and nothing was going to stop him grabbing the opportunity. So, Bartimaeus... Right, well, Bartimaeus, he was blind, but he saw exactly who Jesus was, that he was the son of David. He also saw very clearly what he himself most needed, what Bartimaeus himself most needed. Right, I'm going to play you a tune here.
Lots of people know that tune, don't they? What is that tune? Greensleeves, yes. Now, do any of you children know who wrote Greensleeves? Or at least who it said wrote Greensleeves? We don't really know exactly who wrote it, but who is it said who wrote it? Anna, do you know? Henry VIII. That's right, King Henry VIII. King Henry VIII is supposed to have written Greensleeves, although I always think it was probably one of his servants and he just took the credit. You never know. King Henry VIII. Children, would you like to come to the front? So, King Henry VIII locked a lot of people in the Tower of London, and he locked a lot of people in the Tower of London for reasons that really were not very good reasons, and um, you can read all about that in history. But he also, I assume, probably locked up various people who did deserve to be locked up in the Tower of London, and so I'm going to lock somebody up in the Tower of London, which is, for the purposes of this illustration, going to be the pulpit. Right, who wants to be locked up in the Tower of London? Do you want to be locked up in the Tower of London? Come on then, you go in the Tower of London then. Right, so you're in the Tower of London here, and can you, oh, that's it, up you go. So there you are, you're rotting away in your cell with no hope at all. No, you're condemned, you're going to be taken out to be hung, drawn, and quartered. It's going to be deeply unpleasant, guts everywhere, quite literally, it's going to be horrible. And you're looking forward to this end with no hope, and then suddenly, one day, as you're in your tower there, looking out of your, look, here's your slitty little window, as you're looking out here, a little arrow hole in the window, that's all you can see as your body is giving way to scurvy and all sorts of other horrors of the prison. One day, you're there, and there you see King Henry walking past. Right, you've just spotted me through your slitty window, King Henry. You've got an opportunity here. You've got to seize the moment. What are you going to ask for? Okay, let's play it again. Let's see if you can grab your chance. Are you ready to shout? Right, let's try. So here comes King Henry. Have mercy? Why, what's mercy? Free, you want freedom. You want me to have mercy on you. But you are a notorious felon. You are a seditious traitor. Why should I have mercy on you? You deserve to be hung, drawn, and quartered. Do you have anything to say? You just want mercy. You mean you want me to let you off? You want me to let you off and set you free even though you deserve to be in there? You'd like that a lot. I'll let you go. Go on. I'll have mercy on you. Out you go. Well done. You can, you, very good. Thank you very much. So, right. That's what Bartimaeus did, isn't it? Because there was a king bigger than King Henry VIII walking past through Jericho that day, and he saw Jesus and he shouted out, Son of David, have mercy on me, because he knew what he most needed. What he most needed was exactly what William needed when he was there in the prison. He desperately needed mercy. He needed the king to say, I forgive you. I pardon you. 
I let you go free. I let you go. I am going to withhold from you what you deserve. That's what mercy is. Mercy is when somebody treat somebody who has the right to treat you justly and with fairness and to crush you down actually has says I'm not going to do that. I'm going to lift the punishment, the penalty. I'm going to lift my judgment and your condemnation and you are going to be free. I'm going to have mercy. That's what Bartimaeus asked for. Now, you know, one of the reasons why a lot of people really struggle with, uh, and including people who've been Christians for years, they never get hold of the fact that what we need most of all is mercy. What tends to happen is we think, what I want, Jesus, is fairness. Give me fairness. You know, I demand that something goes wrong in our life. And we say, it's not fair. And uh, God says to us, you are living in my world with my gifts, with the mind I gave you and the life I gave you. But do you love me? Do you worship me? Do you follow me? Do you obey me? Answer, no, not really. And there we are demanding fairness. Well, that wouldn't be very good, would it? Could you imagine William in the tower just then? If William had said, when Henry walked past playing his, playing his flute, if he had said, King Henry, give me justice. <laughs> just give me justice. Just give me justice. Because that would have, he, he, justice, he, he would have destroyed him. And so Bartimaeus prays for mercy. Give me mercy, Lord Jesus. Give me mercy. And uh, isn't it interesting? What would you think was Bartimaeus' biggest need as he sits there by the roadside, blind and begging? What do you think his biggest need would be? I think. Well, what do you think? Who is that? Is that Joey? Yes, it is. Yeah, what do you think it would be? Well, if he was, if he was like by the roadside there and he, had, he can't see anything and he's got no money, do you know what I would ask for? I would say, please give me my sight and please give me some money. Those, that would be the top of my list. But Bartimaeus doesn't ask for that. He says, give me mercy. And then when, G, when he comes to Jesus, it's lovely because Jesus says, Bartimaeus, come to me. And blind Bartimaeus, even though he can't see anything, knows exactly where Jesus is. He runs straight through the crowd to Jesus. And Jesus says, he says to him, what do you want? Isn't that interesting? That's not the word you expect a king to, uh, a thing for a king to ask. Yes, what you expect a servant to ask. What do you want? What can I do for you? And that's what Jesus, because Jesus is the servant king. He says, what can I do for you? And he asks us the question. And that's when Bartimaeus says, Help, I want to see. And Jesus says, okay, I'll fix your eyes. I'll let you see. So, Bartimaeus is then able to see. Jesus has had mercy on him. He's able to see. His eyes are opened. Then, out of sheer joy, he gets along and he follows Jesus along the road. He follows him all the way. We know where the road's leading. It's leading to Jerusalem, where Jesus is going to die. But Bartimaeus doesn't care. He's received mercy. He'll follow Jesus anywhere because he knows that he has received mercy from the son of David. 
So he grabbed his opportunity. He grabbed his opportunity because he saw who Jesus was, son of David, and he saw what he most needed, which is mercy. I wonder if you've grabbed the opportunity. It's really interesting because, you see, Jesus, every time we share the story, the message of Jesus, it's like he's walking through the town again. It's like he's walking through the church, and the opportunity is there to grab him and to take the, like my sister did, to grab hold of him while she could. And so, have you grabbed him? Do you, do you, have you, we grab him this morning. Jesus, have mercy on me. And uh, you might think, oh, I can't, I can't do that. I've never, I've never even so much as given Jesus a thought, really. Why would he have mercy on me? Well, he will. Bartimaeus could have thought that, couldn't he? He could have thought, Bartimaeus could have thought, oh, I'm a nobody. Jesus won't be interested in me. But he thought, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry to him. And he did, and Jesus did have mercy on him, just like he would on you, just like he has on me, just like he did on my sister at that time. So, you see, you've got to grab the opportunity when it goes past, but the point is the opportunity doesn't last forever. The opportunity doesn't last forever. Right, I'm going to do something here. I've got a tennis ball. Adam, could you please just stand over there to be sort of wicketkeeper? Right. Who's going to be my volunteer? Can anyone catch? Mark, come on, you can come up to the front. Do you want to come up as well? You come, you come up in the queue. All right, you come up in the queue, and you, you, you just stand here to the side. It'll be your go next. Mark, if you stand in the middle, Adam, if you just come, come on the same level as me here, basically, we're talking about grabbing the opportunity that won't last forever. It doesn't last forever. Jesus comes past, and you need to grab him. Right, watch this ball. Mark, you'll stand there. This ball's going to go past you, and you've got to reach out and grab it. Oh, he missed it. And again, let's see if I again. Oh, he missed it. You've got to take the opportunity while it's there. See if you can get it this time. Oh, yes, he got it. He grabbed the opportunity. You going to have a go? Come on, then. Right. So. Oh, he missed it. So did Adam, though. <laughs> Oh, he got it. He wrestled it. He wrestled it. Well done. See, that's good. He was hungry. He wanted it. Let's try again. See if you can, see if you can grab the opportunity. So it goes past. Jesus is coming past. Is he going to get it? <laughs> Adam is not fielding in the slips in my cricket team. Right. Here we go. Is he going to get it? He got it that time. And again. Oh, there we go. He's got it. 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 Oh, no, he hasn't. Mark's got it. One last try. Come on. One last go. He's got it. Well done. Brilliant. Okay. So, that is it. When Jesus is passing through, when his message is preached, it's the same. By his spirit, it's the same. Even this morning, he's there. He's here. He's ready to be grabbed, he's here to be, to be grabbed, but the opportunity is there. Grab him to say, Jesus, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Save me, rescue me, lift from me the judgment I deserve. After all, that's what he came to do. That verse there, interestingly, comes just before the story we're considering. Just before the story we're considering, blind Bartimaeus, is this story, the son of man, is this verse, the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That's how God has mercy on people. 
He does it through Jesus, his son, who paid the ransom price to set us free. That's how he has mercy on us. And so, as he walks through this morning, unseen, but very, very much here, the question is, will we grab him? Will we grab him? Will we grab hold of him and seize the opportunity? And really, it is as simple as that. Deep, really, it is saying, Jesus, I see who you are. That's what Blasimaeus could see. You are the son of David. You are the one who has the world in your hands, my life in your hands, the future in my hands. You're the one who can save me. You're the one who died as a ransom for me. I can see all of that. So have mercy on me too. And he will. He will. He will. He will. He will. Let's pray. And I'm going to pray. And if, in a way that means that if you think, I need to grab hold of Jesus now. Then you can do that. And you can use this prayer that I'm going to lead us in as as a means of doing that. So Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus, the Son of David, come to visit us into this world and still present now by the Spirit, even as we speak of him. We pray, Lord, that you would Help us now, each one, to grab hold of him. Maybe that's in a fresh, a new way, with a new awareness of our need for mercy. Maybe there's someone here who's actually really grabbing hold of him for the first time and opening up to him and asking for mercy. Have mercy on me, Lord Jesus, Son of David. Bring us to the Father. And we pray for the gift of your Spirit to now enter our lives, especially those who made that step, and may they, having taken the opportunity, follow you, Lord Jesus, along the road, wherever it leads. In the name of Jesus, we pray all this, our Father. Amen.